0: Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a current 12-day dive into the wonder and amazement of the Christmas season. I'm Matt Baker, and with me as always is Zach Chestnuts, roasting on an open Mayberry. Zach, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm toasty. You
0: are toasty. I don't this, know. <laughs> this is day 10, 10 Lords of Leaping. So it is the Ten Commandments today. And joining us is our guest associate pastor of St. Norbert and Our Lady of the Brook in Northbrook, Illinois Head chaplain of the No Sin Gang and the man who makes sure there is no beef on Fridays Father Dan Falachna.
2: Wow, what a fabulous introduction. Thank you so much
0: Did I say that correctly?
2: You were close. You were close
0: Oh no, what, what did I miss?
2: uh i forget what did you say i said I, yeah so it's the w is like a v sound so it's full oh
0: okay
2: if you knew polish it'd be very regular it's spelled just like it sounds and it sounds just like it spells
0: that's it's always fun when it happens that way
2: yeah just sound it out in polish matt
0: oh yeah okay i don't want this be...
1: no father doesn't matt give the best introductions
2: he really does yeah that was impressive
1: I yeah, got, I, it'd be nice to have him, like, hanging out with me, and anytime before I enter a room, he, like, walks in and is like, Zach, chestnuts roasting on an open Maybury or whatever, you know? <laughs> and then everybody stands. <laughs> yeah. And cheers and applauds. Yeah. Well, I was trying I to... I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but...
0: I was trying <laughs> to think of Christmassy things to introduce you with, Zach. I, it's day 10. People have figured that out by now. Um, yeah. But but here we are. Ten Lords of Leapies. Okay,
1: so yeah so according to the uh, the secret English Catholic song that as we always say, may or may not be real, uh, <laughs> Ten Lords of Leaping equates to the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, if you will I will the the um, the monuments that everyone takes down these days mm-hmm. uh, So first off the bat, Father, can you name the Ten Commandments without looking?
2: Mm, You know, they made us uh, do these quizzes in seminary after one time, uh, like something had happened where somebody had like taken something that wasn't theirs. And so the rector came in one morning and asked us before daily mass, like if we knew what whatever the commandment is for stealing was and like nobody could name it. And he was so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like get a demerit? Uh, he like basically made everybody in their moral theology classes, like take, I think two quizzes. I don't know if it was in moral theology or if it was in a different class, but he made us take quizzes like a couple times during that year so that we would, uh, be able to know all of them by, uh, number and order. And I usually, uh, forget it and get it somehow wrong. Um, but I will try my best. Uh, the first one obviously is that, uh. I am the Lord, your God, and you shall have no other gods before me. And then uh, don't, uh, what is it, don't take the Lord's name in vain, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep holy the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. Honor your mother and your father. right? Uh, Don't kill, do not murder, do not commit adultery, don't steal. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, Do not covet your neighbor's wife and do not covet your neighbor's uh, goods. Is that right? What a,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because six and nine are linked, and seven and ten are linked. So, like, yes. seven is is actually stealing, and then ten is just mentally stealing, and then mm-hmm. six is actual adultery, and nine is mental adultery.
2: Those two are always uh, those two are the easiest for me to remember because they told me that in in seminary they told us that the class on those on moral theology and, and that kind of sexual ethics and that used to just be called named after those commandments in Latin, and so it was called sexto et nono.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: uh, which kind of you know in some ways describes the catholic moral <laughs> life, just as it is so yeah that's a whole that's a whole lesson in itself
0: yeah i don't even know i have to sit through class so you just have to hear the t- the name of the class and you're good to go
2: exactly that's why it's so great for the confessional you just say somebody comes in you say uh, sex to it no no
0: it's <laughs> so good uh, <laughs> okay i'm glad you passed that test i got a i would say i got an seventy-five to eighty percent on your name. You got a hundred percent on the commandments. So by the end of it, we have to quiz Zach on something to make sure that he gets a passing grade as well. All right. Um, But yeah. So uh, the good thing about the Ten Commandments is it's kind of we were talking about this right before. Is uh, we were talking about confession and the Ten Commandments are kind of a good outline for a. examination of conscience. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always find when I, when I go to confession, I'm so gung ho about going to confession that I almost forget to examine my conscience. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like I'm I'm like, all right, this is it. I've made it. I'm, I've, I'm going to confession and then I'm standing in line and I'm just like, okay, what am I going (laughs) to, what am I going to confess? Right. Yeah.
2: Well, sometimes that's just the biggest hurdle is to get yourself there and to get in line. And so if all your mental energy is kind of focused on overcoming that inertia that doesn't want you to do it, Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, sometimes I find that too, even for myself, right? If I sit there and I think about like, yeah, okay, this is what I have to confess. This is what I have to confess. And it's like, "Mm, do I really want to go make the effort now? Yeah. So sometimes it's just get in line first, Mm -hmm. uh, read the pamphlet while you're in line.
0: Oh that's a yeah read the pamphlet. Well, so early on in the podcast I I said that there's a great app you can use and that you can even bring it into the confessional and Zach struck me down and said no phones in the confessional.
1: Your phone is always listening to you and you know it's an unfortunate situation to even to put the priest in because like they wiretapped this like mobster in I think it was New York City and they got his confession taped but like you know, that puts a priest in a really difficult legal situation, where I mean, there's proof that he did hear those things, but he can't testify to it. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm big on no no listening devices in the in the confessional.
0: But
2: Pam- and I've had priests; they tell us that at my parish. Yeah, I was just having that conversation with somebody the other day because one of our staff members came in and asked, like, you know, Father, if, for whatever reason, like, if could the police or could the legal system, like, could you ever, under any circumstances, tell? you know, what somebody said to you in the confession, I was like, no, you know, mm-hmm. um, if it comes down a to it, Siri can, yeah, exactly. Right. But even in that case, cause we, we brought that up exactly. I was like, yeah, I mean, well, I try not to bring my phone in because they're always listening, you know, it's always on. And and so, you know, they, if somebody asks you about it, you like, I can't even acknowledge that I've heard a specific person's confession basically is how stringent that they can be taken. So,
1: Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I can't think of what it was, but this mobster, like, they got him by uh, the audio from his phone. Because he, like a good mobster, went to confession after, after <laughs> doing his shenanigans. So, they nailed him. So, again, I mean, you know. Yeah. At your own peril, people.
0: So, was there, when, when I look at the, the app before I go into the confessional... I just kind of, I kind of just look through it, and it has a nice, nice thing that I can check the boxes, so it just comes out with a, <laughs> with a list of my filthy sins afterwards, so I know what to say to the priest. <laughs> um, is there, as a priest, is there like a do you think there's a effective way or like a way you would guide someone about going through the examination?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, Frank, I usually use kind of the 10 commandments as a list. And mm-hmm. so oftentimes if somebody hasn't been in a while, you know, I ask them how long it's been since their last confession. And I just usually start very broadly and will say, um, you know, well, what are some of the things that you can think of in your life that you want to, um, ask God for his forgiveness or tell him that you're sorry for? And we start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of depends on what they say, right? If it starts to be very, um, general like sometimes people do come in and they really they just don't have any concept of sin frankly right. um and so it's like yeah well you know i try to be a pretty good person and it's like okay this is going to be one of those <laughs> right. um and then as best as you can say okay well you know tell me about this are you going to mass every weekend Do you make time to pray every day you know what's your relationship with your um with your spouse with your family if if, if you're you know depending on what your state in life is. Um, usually that happens. It's a lot of times it happens when parents are bringing their kids for their first confession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, praise God for whatever reason, like the spirit moving within them, they feel like, okay, I have to do this too, to set a good example for my kids, but they're not really a hundred percent sure what they should do in there. Cause they themselves haven't been in a while. Um, so we just kind of start and we, we, just talk generally. You know, I don't really go in order of the of the list itself, but um, sometimes if people ask for that, you know, then we'll kind of go through the Ten Commandments. Sometimes, but it's really a lot of it is just kind of playing it by ear.
0: When they when they finish their confession, do you give them a certificate that says "Welcome back to the No Sin Gang"?
2: <laughs> I should have a little business cards printed up with that, right? Yeah. Like pull this lever when you leave the confessional, and one of these cards will pop out. Yeah. But- or even better. Like in those museums, when you go to the museum and you like put in the penny, oh, right, and then you like turn the crank and it stamps this little image. Are you guys seen these things? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, like the crushed pennies. Yes, yes, and, yeah, yeah. And we'll just get like a little logo on there that says like no sin gang or something.
0: Yeah, if you if someone Looks has good. something tangible, then they're then they'll it right before they're going to do a sin, they'll pull it out of their pocket and be like, Oh, I can't do a sin, I have the penny.
1: So yeah, be like. Absolution will be fifty-one cents. <laughs> right.
2: That's—I feel like that's illegal. There's probably a canon law against that. I don't know.
1: Let's see. We've got we canon lawyers out there listening. If Dr. Ed Condon is listening, just uh, proofread us on this, please. Yeah,
0: I don't know if he's listening.
1: So, what's your take on the uh, like the forgotten third commandment? I feel like that one exists, but like I've never really heard anybody talk about like you totally blew off the third commandment like get to confession you know what can you tell us about that father <laughs> what do you mean by the forgotten the third commandment well i feel like it's like one you never hear about like you hear plenty about the fifth commandment the fourth commandment like all the others but like the third commandment you know i don't know like
0: working on sunday right keeping holy the sabbath
2: yeah, usually when that one comes up, it's in the context that people will say, well, you know, I don't, I've missed Mass, or uh, depending on how long it was, I mean, people can't count those things up exactly, but um, that's usually how it comes across. Most people don't usually come at it from the perspective of, uh, yeah, you know, on Sundays I should be making it as best as, you know, a day of rest. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many families, especially where I am now, um, There's sports events that happen on Sundays, right? Mm -hmm. And so kids are off um, playing sports because that's when the league is, right? And it's kind of an odd uh, thing, right? Because if you miss – missing mass is seen as, like, no big deal. But you can't miss the game or you can't miss the practice because then coach will bench you. So, like, those are the consequences that they're more concerned about. (laughs) Um, Instead of being eternally benched? Well, you don't I'm want to end really up gonna. on the bench
1: that you can never get off of.
2: Mm, amen. Go <laughs> off, King. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that a good sports metaphor, Matt? Yeah, you're better at sports metaphors. Yeah, no, I
0: think that's fine.
2: No, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, don't get cut from God's team. Yeah. You won't have to be warming the bench because it'll be plenty hot. Um, <laughs> the bench that never needs to be warmed. <laughs> That's in the Bible somewhere, right? Along with the flame, that is the, the worm doesn't die. The bench is always warm.
0: Um, <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah. Like uh, the idea of we what we're so concerned about, and how we we obviously can't miss this practice, but we can miss mass because uh, one one thing I've heard people say is like, "I'll make it up another time." I'm like, "Well, you can't." But all right, right? <laughs> <laughs> they they don't like they they don't just make it's like grace right it i don't i mean it's not ex- obviously but it's like how you can't certain graces are there for that moment and when you miss that grace it's gone forever so if you miss that opportunity for mass then you can't get it back
2: right and it's um i always tell i try and usually this works more for like kids or teens sometimes but really it's it's a relationship right so if i want to have a really solid relationship with a friend of mine somebody who's, you know, like my spouse or uh, somebody else, right? Um, I have to not only put in the time for conversation, but I also, like, physical presence is an important thing for us as human beings. Mm -hmm. And so both of those things I need in my spiritual life, I need to make that time for conversation with God, which is my daily prayer, but I also need that physical presence, not only with Him at Mass in the Eucharist, but then also with the rest of the community that I am on this, Uh, journey with because none of us is doing this alone right but that's kind of the default position is that well it's just my relationship with God well you know it's the whole community and the whole community um, needs you here really Mm -hmm. for the fullness of our worship together
0: yeah that's a great way of looking at it or or their or their dumb little kid can just ride the bench and play five minutes before the game is over (laughs) when it's a blowout but either 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 way (laughs) I'm sorry. Everyone who's listening to this has lovely kids. None of them are dumb and they're all LeBron Jameses. So
1: uh-huh.
2: they're all gifted, right? Yeah. Since the they are all yeah. gifts to us from God. So
1: it's funny, you, you get that gifted thing. I mean, I don't know, I don't want to get like hate mail from parents, but you'll see like if a kid excels at something, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's because he's gifted. But then if a kid's just awful at something, they'll be like, Well, he's gifted. <laughs> and you're like <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they can't all be gifted
0: mm-hmm. yeah, Gifted in their own way um, Yeah What, uh Is there Do you find, like, because you're You're more involved with St. Norbert Being a school Is Our Lady of the Brook, is that a school Or is that just a parish?
2: Uh, no, it doesn't have a school
0: Okay, what do, what do they How do they teach the Ten Commandments in At St. Norbert? Do, are you aware of that?
2: obviously the best way possible you know because Which one I, time i'm a volunteer yeah um, oh yeah of
0: course of course
2: yeah no that's a good question um i haven't been in those classrooms i actually don't know what grade usually they start teaching that in uh this year i'm kind of more in the eighth grade in the preparation for confirmation so but it's all um everywhere you go right because I, I think of my own Catholic education growing up, and I didn't go to Catholic schools. Uh, I went to you know religious ed, CCD, all that kind of whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like it wasn't until I was in high school that, and it was my sophomore year in high school actually, in a European history class where we were talking about the Reformation's, where uh, I had fir- where I first heard and learned the term transubstantiation, and learned that the Catholics believe in something called the real presence of the Eucharist that it's actually Jesus in his body and blood. Right. <laughs> Um, and so looking back on that, like even learning it then, I don't like I looked it up and I learned about it and I was like, OK, I guess that's what I'm supposed to believe. But it didn't necessarily um, sink in until, you know, years later in, in college. But um, so it's kind of odd because like we try and teach this to second graders and it's a thing that we repeat over and over and over again. But how much does it really sink in until somehow you get confronted with it? In a in a different way, so I don't know if that makes sense. I'm kind of rambling on that, but
0: yeah, no that that's it. It's most of the stuff that I learned didn't actually sink in Until I was past thirty years old. So
2: yeah, I just and there's I, this part of me now that looks, uh, you know, it's the same way that um, you know Augustine at the beginning of his Confessions talks about. You know, beauty, ever ancient, ever new, how late have I loved you, right? And so when you come to it later on and you're like, man, this is so awesome. I wish I had known this all of my life or I wish I had seen this or believed in this way all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, you know. And so for kids, for young people, I want that for them very much to to know Jesus in the way that I know him now and to know that the, the church and what she is in the way that I know that now. But I didn't know it then. I didn't know it when I was their age. So Mm. uh, it's, it kind of tempers sometimes my, what's very easy to become judgmental, right? Like, how do you not know this? Obviously you (laughs) dumb kids, of course we believe in X, Y, or Z, right? Yeah. Uh, That's a good point that
1: you make. I I think that there's a lot of um, attention, which isn't bad on people who come to the faith as an adult, or they turn their lives around kind of the St. Augustine, St. Paul mm -hmm. method. And, you know, I came into the church in my twenties, but like, The church has these amazing saints that were super holy from like birth, basically, like they were extremely pious, holy children, you know, from their first communion on, they were very devout. A lot of them didn't live to be super old. And it's kind of neat, you know, the seeing the different ways of being a saint. And that one, it just seems like that one gets forgotten a lot these days. You don't
2: hear much about them. Yeah, and I think it ties back into that same kind of individualism, right? Because the saints who had that from a young age, it's because they had families where that was kind of normal, right? It was encouraged. It was um, taught from a young age. They had that community already, whereas, you know, if you're coming to it later in life, usually it's somehow you've made that decision on your own, right? So in the culture we live in, that's kind of more championed. Um, but when I was in, I tell the story all the time because I love it so much, but when I was in South Carolina over the end of the summer where I ate cookout, and it was wonderful.
0: That's, wait, no, Father, uh, that's the only part of the story we need to hear. That You can end the story yeah, right here. Yeah, that's the
2: whole story. You yeah. got it. That's the end of it.
0: Corn dogs <laughs> all the way down, my good man.
2: All the way down. <laughs> okay, um,
0: sorry, continue.
2: So I was walking past a, a public high school, and, um, the sign, the like the electronic scrolling sign. I thought this was great. It scrolled across the front. It said, um, "Every home is a school. What do you teach?" Right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is just great and a brilliant question that I've been asking parents, not only in our school but also in our in our faith formation, our religious ed program, um, because that's really the most important thing, right? What you learn if, about the things that are important in life as a kid, you pick up based on what your parents value right absolutely so if they value um sending you to sports more than they value taking you to church then that tells you what's important you know and then it takes an extra effort outside of that later in life if you're going to come back to it but if you kind of have that always built in um then that's just it's just the norm for you it's just what you have growing up
0: yeah that's what it that's why we're going to start a bunch of Roman circus podcast, family schools around the nation, where we force families to stay in 16 hours a day and teach their children.
2: Amen. That could
0: be better. That's the real so- socialism, Father Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: that's the real workers' revolt. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's that's all really good. I would be... Uh, I don't want to get scolded if I don't... I my very dear friends who I love very much, the Peterson family go to St. Norbert's. uh, Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're all in the school and they're, if, Mm -hmm. if they're a reflection of what's going on at that school, then let me tell you, I'm just going to leave it there and not really finish that sentence. So people can
2: (laughs) go on. How do you know them? How do I what? How do you know that? How do you know the Petersons?
0: Uh, so, uh, Kate, the matriarch is the sister mm-hmm. of one of my best friends, so okay, um, yeah. So I, so that's how I, that's how I know all them, and I, correct. I'm sure, and and I know they do listen to this, so I, I wanted to make sure I said their names before they texted me a bunch of angry texts. So,
2: shout out Petersons um, to the to the boys who are supposed to be serving mass this weekend. I actually have no idea if they're on the schedule or not, but
0: uh, mm-hmm. well, they I think uh, it
2: better be there for epiphany
0: oh wait oh yeah epiphany that's right that's
2: that's what this weekend <laughs> <Two> days, is <laughs> just, just three days away we'll put them on the schedule just just in case
0: okay good I'll, I'll make sure to tell them that um no yeah
2: that's uh, that's uh, all good stuff this has been
0: a great podcast zach have you been happy with what's been going on here
1: oh yeah this has been great i think the ten commandments are great all ten of them are love them all are oh love them all
2: What's it your favorite? If you had to rank them from one to ten, what's your top three? Oh wow! So I've been taught that they they are ranked
1: that like the order they're in does imply hierarchy. Not that any of them are optional, but that like they are in the order, like God put them in order. All Is right. that true? Can you can you address this
2: rumor? Well, let's just say that you passed the test, right? So you're we're okay, both so percent right now.
0: Oh, good job! I'll I'll, I'll get held back a. Grade And I'll be on this podcast (laughs) next year while you guys are on the next podcast, but it's all right. Okay. So they are ranked. That's a confirmation.
2: Uh, They come kind of in those two sections, right? The first three being about our relationship with God and then the next being about our relationship uh, with uh, our our relations with one another. So.
0: Okay. Fantastic. All All right. So he's at Father Rocket Dan on Twitter um are you do you play fortnite are you one of the fortnite players
2: (laughs) i very rarely play fortnite and i'm also spectacularly bad at it
0: okay well if you want to just have a fun time but not really get any of the benefits of a good player you can play with him on fortnite Uh, absolutely any anything else anything else you want they can find you at you got anything you got a book tour coming up or anything?
2: oh gosh i was about to make up a book name but i, I just i just blanked on it so no that's pretty much it I'm, I'm kind of only on twitter i'm not on facebook hardly at all i have an account but it's really like i'm only friends with my mom and my sister and it really only exists so i can help manage the parish facebook page
0: oh nice mm-hmm. so good man you could
2: find me on instagram if you wanted to but why i mean i don't really do anything there so
0: remember the and it does sorry what you gonna say zach
2: well, I was gonna say it does say on Twitter that you're a Mac
1: and cheese enthusiast, oh absolutely.
0: well, the final rule That's the final rule, remember the father Dan rule of curious cat is banned, okay, it's cancelled, yeah, it's canceled
2: That's yeah, don't go on that either. sometimes I'm on it, but for the most part, it's actually it's mostly questions about confession, which I don't like to answer on curious cat so <laughs> yeah. bring it bring yeah, it.
1: you get that on message boards, people will be like. So I did this, and they'll go into these details where you're like, mm-hmm. you really just need to take this into the confessional, and yeah, and or it's like very it's and read this need to go too. It's but, like I yeah. did this.
2: Is that a mortal sin? It's like I really don't know. Like there's so many things about this situation I don't know. You know what would be good to find out though is in confession. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's free. It's free, so you you can mm-hmm. just go. You no go either way. We yeah. have it for 17 and a half seconds every Saturday night. So come on by.
0: <laughs> on the moon? I think that was Tommy's best tweet. Was that Tommy who said, like, it's an hour every
2: other Saturday on the moon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, well, if you or by appointment, so whichever one's easier for you.
0: Perfect. All right. Thank you, Father Dan. Thanks for coming on and joining us, and we will see you online, capital O, capital L.
2: Thanks so much, guys. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. See you.